Hello ladies and welcome back to Ordinary Things Extraordinary Love. My name is Jennifer and you may know me as Bibles and Boots. Ordinary Things Extraordinary Love is a podcast aimed at helping women cultivate prayer lives. I want to invite you this Christmas season to join me as we unwrap some amazing episodes from the vault. As we switched platforms, I didn't want to lose sight of some awesome interviews we have with ladies who are full of inspiration and insight into the kingdom of God. Join us by listening to each of these episodes with your Bible, journal, pen and highlighter, and a cozy drink. And even if you've heard some of these interviews before, I want to invite you to stay tuned and join us anyway, because before and after each episode, I'm going to offer a little bit more to the experience, more that you can take into your personal prayer lives and experience this Christmas season possibly like never before. I hope this season is full of prayer opportunities for you, and I hope that you come to know Christmas a little deeper and a little bit more special this year with us. When you're ready, unpause this and let's dive into an awesome interview together. Merry Christmas, today I'm excited for this throwback where I got to talk with Sister Josephine. We talked a lot about the theme of humility in the first part of our episode. And I love that she said, humility is being present to what is. So I want to invite you, the ladies, as we pray with the theme of humility today, to open up your Bibles to Colossians chapter 3, verse 12. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 reads, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Sister Josephine really these themes. She is a remarkable woman who actually just took her final vows. Um, we've been praying for her and we've been really excited for her. This episode aired a while before that, but even in her waiting, even in her hopeful expectation, even in the craziness of COVID and learning all new ways to live her calling uh, in working with students and working alongside her sisters in the kitchen, we get to laugh, sit back and relax with Sister Josephine, who's just really authentic. She uses that word that that's like a cultural word we hear a lot, right? Authenticity. Um, and how humility and authenticity are somewhat similar, but we want to claim that humility word um, in our faith. We want to live humbly. We want to be present to what is, and that's ultimately what's going to help us, Josephine shares, discover happiness, healthiness, and holiness in our daily life. So sister, as you're praying with Colossians today, as you're praying with this theme of humility, I want to invite you to pause this podcast before this interview if you need to, to sit with that and reflect on the fact that you are God's chosen people, you are holy and dearly loved, and you are called, therefore, to clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. I'd love to reflect with you on, in our personal prayer, what areas we're lacking, what areas we're rocking, and what areas God's calling us to live out today specifically. Um, Of course, we're called to live out all these things, but in different ways, God invites us into moments, and it's okay to have moments of preference to 
some of these virtues um, in our day-to-day living, to focus on one or two of them and to really live them out intentionally and with grace. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Which one is the Lord in you today? Which one do you think you could really grow in struggling with over the Advent season that maybe Christmas could really help rejuvenate and restore? When you're finished praying with those virtues, when you're finished sitting with the Lord in your personal prayer, unpause this episode and join me and Sister Josephine for a beautiful conversation. Sister Josephine, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. I'm Great. Thank you. I'm so excited to get to know you a little bit better. Um, before I hit record, I was just telling you, like, I met you at a conference. Um, or I guess I didn't meet you personally, but, like, I felt like I met you. You were just very passionate and lively and encouraging. And um, so I'm so excited to hear a little bit more about who you are. And I would love you just to give us a little insight into who you are, maybe, um, I know you're a sister, right? So maybe a little bit about your vocation and your order, if you don't mind. No, not at all. So I grew up, um, I'm a Texan. I grew up in Houston, Texas. Um, I did grow up Baptist, which I love. I wouldn't change that. (laughs) My story, I was glad to be raised in that church community that we had. Um, I attended University uh, University of Dallas. That's a Catholic university in the Dallas area. Uh, when I enrolled, I didn't know it was Catholic. So <laughs> it was a surprise. Uh, uh-huh. But I, I tell people that it obviously made an impression on me. Um, so <laughs> a little bit, little bit, yeah. Loved it there. Loved the Rome semester. Fell in love with St. Pope John Paul II. Um, so I became Catholic in 2005. This year is like my 15 year anniversary. Um, and then after becoming Catholic, I thought, like, I'm done. Check the, you know, religious box. But four years later, uh, I started discerning religious life and entered our community, Sisters of the Holy Family of Nazareth, in 2011. Um, we just really, we minister to families in any way our gifts will allow, um, but also just try to foster a family spirit among ourselves um, and among people we encounter in ministry and just wherever we're serving. Um, so it's my year of preparation for final vows. I have been in formation for over eight years. It's almost weird that it's like coming to an end. Um, so yeah, like I'm excited, but it's also like, what's it going to be like to not have that like as a part of my life, like that, that um, formal initial formation. So uh I don't know if there's more that you would like to know, just kind of as a background. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I'm also a counselor. I'm a licensed was- professional counselor. So. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a unique time to be in, right? You're finishing out this uh, time of eight years. That's incredible. I don't know what I've done in my life for eight years straight. <laughs> you know, like that's such a... That's such a commitment. And after only four years of being Catholic, how powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that, I started my discernment then. I entered in, <clears throat> excuse me, I entered in 2011. So it, it did go, like, looking back, it was fast. Um, and I remember, because when you make uh, your first vows, at that point, it's like five more years 
of annual profession before um, final vows. So I remember, you know, I had this lovely first vows and then like settled into like ordinary daily life as a sister. And (laughs) in my prayer, I got like slowly bitter, you know, and was looking at Jesus like, what kind of (laughs) vows are these, you know, where I have to keep making them for five years. (laughs) So yeah, it's a journey. (laughs) It's a journey. Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. It was a good five years. So, <laughs> yeah, good, beautiful. Um, you mentioned a little bit about you know what the sisters do and the charism of family and stuff. Is the family aspect what drew you into that particular order, or was there some kind of charism that they had that was different than other orders, or just their influence in your life? The primary draw—that's kind of the mystery of formation, and and why I think it's important for us to take our time and like hold hold any vocation with reverence because we see more and more over time what was drawing us even though we couldn't understand at the time so my initial draw on the way I would have like articulated it in the beginning um was that I've always had I've always loved doing all kinds of different things I've loved like new projects I've loved like new ministries like helping to build things and so I knew a community where like the community always will teach like you'll always be a teacher. That was not the community for me. And so the initial draw for Sisters of the Holy Family of Nazareth for me was that our mother foundress said, I want our sisters to put their gifts um, at the service of the needs of the church, whatever the needs are at that time. So you may teach, wow. and you may nurse, and you may provide social services, and you may provide formation, <laughs> but it's not about like, what is the thing I want to do or the particular ministry, but it's more about what are my gifts and what are the needs of the church. And so how to make that real now, um, that was very attractive to me. Like I just, it was so exciting to think like, I have no idea how I'll use my gifts. I just know that I'll do them as Christ's spouse. This was thrilling to me. (laughs) So that was the initial draw. That was the initial draw over time. Um, I've just experienced in myself like a deep desire um, to heal like my own like like um, ex- experience of family life and just also to participate in the healing in the world of family life and, and to help us to be gathered into the family of God. So that is so beautiful, and I love that word you use, thrilling, because thrilling. when you move with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be thrilling, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, So in that, you mentioned uh, getting to know Pope John Paul II through your trip to Rome. Would you say that he is like your saint influencer, your walking buddy, or like, do you have a saint that really walks with you in this journey and in your prayer? I've had a few saints who are just like my companions and definitely St. Pope John Paul II is one of them. I actually said to one of the sisters, it was what we were preparing, like preparing um, for Easter Sunday. And um, we have a picture of St. Pope John Paul II in our dining room and then a really large picture of the Holy Family. And everybody in this house loves St. Pope John Paul II because uh, three of the sisters here are Polish. And then I, 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 I consider him my yeah. father. And so yeah. he was hanging in a very like, predominant place in our dining room and we were like we really should probably move the holy family there <laughs> like it's just and I said I said to them like I feel like he's my dad like I'm a I'm a I'm his vocation I'm a I'm a pope 
job Paul the second baby so yeah I definitely feel like he is a father to me um the year that he died was the year that I entered the church so you know he died shortly after Easter wow wow that's very that's very powerful what a way to bond with him in his year of entering heaven that yeah. he entered your kind of heaven on earth, right? yeah. Wow. yeah so I feel like he's he it's a girl St. John Paul the <laughs> second so on a little bit less holy uh question but something that is very important i I wouldn't say right next to spirituality in my life but i'm big on um coffee and having my daily mug and i would love to know what your favorite mug drink is as we enter our next kind of theme of conversation i am drinking coffee right now i like it with half and half in slenda <laughs> how i drink it um and i happen to be using a christmas mug like i'm literally drinking coffee right now <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i love that you're using a christmas mug <laughs> gotta gotta celebrate joy during this difficult time it's true. Right? <laughs> it's true. So with that and having our mugs and our cozy spaces, my theme this year, um, (laughs) ironically, before this whole pandemic and everything hit, my theme for the year that was put on my heart was home. So here we are. But (laughs) I would love to know in your home, um, what does your home life look like? And you can kind of share maybe normal home life versus pandemic or if it's similar. But living in a sisterhood, that's definitely a unique calling that some of our listeners may not really understand the concept of, I know we have some um, listeners who are not Catholic and stuff. So just living, you know, as a sister for sure is already a different conversation, but um, just daily home life for you, sister. So we um, actually, in this time, I've been really grateful for my sisters. There's definitely moments like I was talking to someone um, it may have been in a session or um, maybe a friend. I'm not sure. Sometimes things blur together, but they were like talking about feeling lonely. And I was like, no, I'm, I can't say that I'm lonely because <laughs> we're all here together a lot more. Um, but so, but I'm actually really grateful. Like I think about people right now who live alone um, and they can't hang out with people unless it's virtually. And so I, I'm particularly right now very grateful for my sisters. Um, but our home life, so I'm in a, a, a convent right now that is attached to our hospital in Tyler, Texas. So it's Christus Mother Francis Hospital in Tyler. But I work in the cathedral grade school that's like half a mile away as their school counselor. So three of our sisters work in the hospital. One of our sisters works in accounting. She's a she's a financial analyst. <laughs> so she uh because wow. we need someone trained to take care of the money and it's not gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just I would we would have all the things and everybody else around us would have all the things if I was in church with the money. But um so I I go to work as a counselor. Sisters um one sister is a nurse, one sister works in our mission office just to help like share the mission among the employees, and then another sister is a chaplain. So she works in the in the chaplain the pastoral care department so our day um we start with prayer at 6 15 um mass is normally after you know um 
in some cases here and there because it's just a few of us and we have a small home. We've been able to have the mass sometimes here because there's a priest assigned to this hospital um, who's still here as well. Um, so 615 prayers, mass if possible. Um, and then it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful blessing. Um, my heart has definitely gone out to people who have been without the Eucharist for an extended period of time. Um, when I I didn't yeah. know um, when I didn't know what it would look like for us and when I would receive the Eucharist next, I actually woke up from my sleep crying. Like I didn't wake up and start crying. Like I woke up already crying. Uh, so my heart definitely goes out to oh, wow, that's uh, people missing the Eucharist. Um, so we, mm-hmm, we have mass and prayers and then breakfast. And then it's kind of like off to your, off to your ministries. Um, in our larger homes that also have like retired populations of sisters or sisters who are working in the home, because when you have a larger home, you have a lot of sisters who minister in that home. So we have a larger home about two hours from here. And in that case, everybody gathers for prayer and meal in the midday too. And then we come home, whoever's turn it is to cook, has to get in the kitchen and figure out something for dinner. <laughs> and it's, um, it's evening prayer, rosary. Um, we've been adding adoration, um, just with the time we're in. And then um, evening prayer, rosary, adoration, and then dinner. And some days recreation after, which is just kind of hanging out and being exhausted <laughs> in the living room. Um <laughs> The only, um, the change now is that we're, several of us are working from home. So it's nice because we're meeting, we're meeting at noon every day for adoration, uh, since we're home together. Um, and so that's been great. mm -hmm. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, so as I mentioned to you before we hit uh, record as well. We're going to be doing a part one and part two for our ladies today. And so part one is for those um, listeners who are just our awesome listeners who have been joining us along this journey. And part two is actually going to be for our patron, but we're just going to close up um, part one right now with a final question that I have. I love asking people this because for me, um, it's so important to be who God made us to be, right? And I think to do that, we need the balance of being happy, healthy, and holy. And I would love to know what that looks like to you. How is happiness, healthiness, and holiness um, brought about in your life? You know, the first word that comes to mind for me, and it's definitely like something that our mother founder speaks to quite a bit. She speaks quite a bit about it in her words to the sisters and her letters to the spiritual, to her spiritual director. I think like the root of, you said happiness, healthiness, and holiness. So are those the three you said? Yeah, yeah. I think the root of that is um, maybe a, a more pop culture word is authenticity. But I think the, uh, the us word, the Catholic yeah. culture word for authenticity is humility. Um, Because humility is really just being present to what is. So if I'm going to be healthy, then I need to know where I'm starting from, right? Like if I'm striving to be healthy, where am I starting and what's the next step needed? That requires humility. Happiness, you know, um, joy, like even even better yet, joy, because happiness can kind of, it can escape on you. (laughs) Um, It can escape. Um, 
that, that joy can endure. And so again, in order to have that happiness or even, even better, that joy, um, we have to know, well, what, what's going on in my life that steals that, that robs that this requires humility, like a willingness to just look and know what is and not despair over it, but just acknowledge it. And then holiness certainly requires like humility because, um, I need to come before God sincerely and know what grace is um, to ask for right. at this time. Um, so for me, that's one of the biggest things I strive for in my life. I am, um, it's like my imperfections are profound. It truly is profound. Um, but one of the things I strive for is just kind of honesty, honesty with myself, honesty in my relationships and honesty before God. And I think that kind of can lead to happiness, holiness and healthiness. Beautiful. Thank you so much, sister. Thank you so much for joining us and our listeners today. I'm just going to close us out of this part in prayer. And then you, I, and our Patreon members are going to jump over to part two on Patreon. I'll include a link below for all those listening. Um, If you're not a Patreon member and you would like to hear Sister Josephine's part two um, of her and I's conversation, you can click the link below. And we have different tiers and they're as low as $2 a month. So if that's something you're interested in, follow us over to part two. Um, But for now, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, just thank you for the gift of Sister Josephine. Thank you for her joy and her witness. Thank you for the laughter. We, We learn who she is through her laughter. Um, and her joy that she's definitely shared with us today. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for her taking time out of her day to walk with us and kind of give us some insight on how we can come to know the Lord better through our story by learning about her story and just her openness, Lord, to where you're calling her through the Holy Spirit in that moment. We thank you for her devotion to you through St. Pope John Paul II, the joy that he has been in her life and how he's looked upon her as a father. Um, I just, I just have to reiterate because I loved when she said it's a girl and you have to know that Pope John Paul II is delighting in heaven over his little girl who has followed him um, to the cross and to her vocation and just the gift that that is. I pray in our own lives that we continue to walk along with the saints and with people who you've placed in our lives, even on earth that can help lead us closer to your heart. We praise you, Lord. We bless you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Josephine. Ladies, this week, I invite you to sip your coffee slowly, to wash the dishes because you love those that use them, to take some extra time to pray along with the Holy Spirit and where he's leading you to help you cultivate a life that is happy, healthy, and holy. And to be still, beloved, and know that He is God. For joining our episode today, ladies listening, if you would like to continue on, go ahead and follow the link below to Patreon, where for only $2 a month, you get four extra bonus episodes a month, as well as other little goodies. For 2 5 or $10, you get different prizes along the way, as well as extra access to e-retreats that I create. And so there's lots to look forward to and lots to be a part of and lots to do. But 
for this episode specifically. If you want to hear more from Sister Josephine, what her least favorite chore is, how her prayer looks like, is it okay if you underline in your Bible, and what advice she has for you to be the holy woman God created you to be. If you'd love to hear more on that, follow the link below and check out our Patreon. Thank you so much. God bless.